0: Did you hear about Humpty Dumpty after his partner left him?
1: No, what happened?
0: He was really broken up about it.
1: Itch Manners!
0: I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm
1: your wife host, Teresa McElroy.
0: And you're listening to Schwanner.
1: It's extraordinary etiquette.
0: For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dog.
1: Hello, dear. You're very proud of that I joke, am. aren't you? It was really
0: <laughs> so dumb. Sometimes I just make a joke so dumb that I fall deeply in love with it. Yeah. Like, and he broke it up. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're bringing quality content like my terrible dad jokes. <laughs> because... It's Max Fun Drive. It's week one of Max Fun Drive. This is so exciting. Woot, woot. Now, I imagine that it's possible that there are some people listening who maybe weren't here for our last Max Fun Drive. So we'll get into the details and stuff later, but I wanted to give you a quick rundown right now before we start. So, MaximumFun.org, the network that our show is a part of, as well as a lot of other McRoy shows, Uh, is a donor-funded network, which means that even though some of our funding comes from advertisers, it's only a small part, and most of the money comes from listeners like you. And so every year we do a two-week max fund drive in which we encourage listeners to head to maximumfundorg forward slash donate and consider becoming a monthly donor. Uh, you can start as low as $5 a month and there are rewards at every level um, and every level includes, I think we calculated over 200 plus hours of bonus content that you're not going to hear or see anywhere else so if you're interested in doing that go ahead and do it right now don't wait maximumfun.org forward slash donate Uh, and this is a special episode for another reason Uh, we are doing a kind of partnership with Sawbones where we're talking about breakups and heartaches and they're talking about broken heart disease Uh, So if this is an interesting topic to you, make sure you hop on over to Sawbones and check out their episode as well. Now, Teresa, I've never been broken up with because I'm pretty good. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true at all. I've had my fair share of heartbreak and I've done the heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, this topic. So much fun. I'm so glad we started off with such an upbeat topic for our first uh, Max Fun Drive episode. Well,
1: here's the thing. Um, We've talked a lot about different, like, wedding-related etiquettes, um, relationship-related mannerisms, things like that. Um, And it's only fair that we talk about the other side, too.
0: Listen, there's two sides of that coin. Do you want to hear... uh, I think the only funny breakup of mine that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, I believe I was in first or second grade um, and I was dating my friend Katie. You were dating. We were lowercase d dating, (laughs) uh, which I think means we walked home from school together and we lived about a block from each other. So we just like hung out all the time. Um, She's still one of my friends to this day. Um, And she I think we were like watching a movie in class and she put her hand on my knee and I said, I think this is moving too fast. <laughs> and I broke up with her and she went home and walked in the front door and looked at her mom and said, Travis Patrick McElroy is dead to me.
1: <laughs> oh, young, young love. Indeed. Indeed. It comes and goes so quickly here. I
0: know. We were together for six years. Um, and that was, um... no, that's not true. It was probably like three weeks. If if that.
1: Quote Together as together as five year olds can be. I mean,
0: yeah. But listen, a hand on the knee, are you kidding me? Save that for marriage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about breakups, but specifically you wanted to focus on I
1: wanted to focus on broken engagements because that's really kind of like the height of the drama as far as the contract between two people goes.
0: And so you don't feel like you're missing out. We're gonna talk a lot about everything. Don't you worry about it. We're, we've got a lot of questions that are going to cover more general breakup, both if you are the either breakup or breakup e or a friend of that couple. We also had some questions about like friend breakup. So we'll, we'll cover the whole gamut.
1: All right. Um. So like I said, we've talked about a lot of marriage relationship business before. And I say business because for a very long time, um, history shows that marriages were more like partnerships yeah, or like a business-y We type talked about thing. that a
0: lot in the engagements episode where yeah. it was like, there was a lot of social mobility and business arrangements made, like especially, well, always, the parents saying ah, oh, let us join our two families and become more powerful than ever. Or it was like, uh, there was a lot of that with like royalty and stuff too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and And another point I want to bring up from history is that um, for a very long time, the church and the state really had nothing to do with marriage. Marriage was a contract that two people entered in together uh, and two families, two families entered in together and they kept the church and the state out of it. So basically the way to be married was to say you were married. So it's, but then it was everyone like everyone figured
0: out how to make money off of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. It was a a private contract, um, and so the idea of an engagement really became the the period of this being married before being married. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: I do know what you mean. I don't
1: know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So if marriage was a contract between two people alone. That would be our modern engagement. Okay. And now that the church and the state have something each to say about a lot of marriages, then that's the next step after engagement, okay. right? So if a marriage broke up before the church and the state had something to say about it, it was just the contract that was broken between those two people, right? right? Oh, okay, so then so,
0: eventually it became like a legal and religious thing, where right. You had to like go through processes,
1: right? Okay. And before and now that you have to go through processes, the engagement period is this new contract between two people, right? So before it is, yes, escalates okay. to the next level.
0: This is like, man, what I'm about to say is one of the least romantic things I've ever said in my life. It's like when we bought our house and we had to, like, put a down payment down to start the process of, like, the contracts and the negotiations and inspections and all that stuff before we could sign the paper to actually buy the house. Right. Okay. Yes. And that's engage in a marriage. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And this isn't
1: this isn't to say that before the Victorian era there weren't love matches because there definitely were. People absolutely fell in love. Um, but th- the Victorian era in in western culture is where we really start to see the engagement become that contract before finality.
0: Now We have seen, whenever we talk about the Victorian era, how big an influence Queen Victoria and Prince Albert had, right? Mm -hmm. Theirs was a very loving relationship. Did that have an impact? Was that a thing? It
1: absolutely did. Um, It was very... The romanticism of marriage was very in vogue. Um, And so in that way, breaking up of marriage, of engagements... Often had a romantic kind of leaning to it, if you know what I mean. So,
0: so here's the you thing you don't mean romantic, like sweet, like romantic, like a uh, big deal, yes, know? big yeah. deal, okay. yes, yes, the romantic, not a capital R romantic, not little r romantic, right? Okay,
1: right. Um, and the, the breaking of an engagement was really a kind of scandal within society because this wasn't, wasn't something that you entered in very lightly. Um, and there were lots of marriage and etiquette manuals that strongly advised uh, to break off an engagement instead of get married even if you don't like each other.
0: Wait, so instead of break off the engagement, just go ahead and get married? No, no, no. Oh, the sorry, other sorry, way. Sorry. Okay.
1: Don't get married because... Don't get married if you don't like each other. That's going to be torture. Break off the engagement instead. So
0: even though it was somewhat scandalous, it could be a big deal. It's better than getting married if you don't like each other. And I
1: think that that's the the romanticism coming in. And and really the ideal of the love match
0: enters in the, the picture. That just seems like such a difference from what I would think think would be the case you know like i would expect in in etiquette manuals and stuff especially in like the victorian era that there would be like hey listen nobody likes each other it's fine (laughs) that's not what this is about
1: we do kind of have that stodgy opinion but i mean like you said albert and victoria were very much in love um and so the rest of the of the english world really wanted to emulate that example. Um, so much so that the New York Fashion Bazaar Book of Etiquette wrote, Although a broken engagement is something to deplore, it is not half so deplorable, sad, and lamentable as the miserable marriages which filled the divorce courts with petitioners for release from
0: bondage. Who boy. Yeah. There's a, a lot of judgment in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a lot about you know know thyself and yeah. and understand what you're getting into. Really. You know what's
0: interesting is it it seems to me to be like a, a kind of example of something we talk about on this show a lot which is it's like the the broken engagement, right, is like an immediate like sharp scandal, right? Right. But then it's done
1: whereas
0: right. uh, entering into that unhappy marriage, right, is like and then you got to deal with this Forever. Forever. (laughs) And so it's like, that's a thing that we, you know, where it's like, it's way scarier to like say something to someone and say like, hey, could you please turn that down? Right? And the easiest thing is to just keep going. But then you're stuck in the situation. Right? right? So even though the scarier thing is to take the immediate action, then it's done. And uh, as opposed to just like sitting there and stewing. Okay.
1: Right. Now down to the nitty gritty. Um, It was advised by Victorian etiquette manuals that uh, engagements be broken off in writing.
0: Because no, oh, okay.
1: not not necessarily. So it's it's often a lot easier to compose yourself, say exactly what it is you need to say in writing and without getting the emotions all stirred up by looking at the other person. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the romance of this time period occurred by letter.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so it really wasn't so strange. And I mean, I have heard of people like, should I break, it up, break up in a text? Well, no, because that's not the way that a lot of our, our um, relationships develop through. Yeah, but I – yeah, okay, I see what you're
0: saying. So that's
1: why writing the letter was advised instead of face-to-face because so much of their correspondence – Was that way. So that was the norm. Yeah. Uh,
0: I also have to imagine, and I'm assuming here, but at that time that like, hey, let's sit down just you and I before they were like married was not a thing you you got to do a lot.
1: There was – it was expected that there be a chaperone,
0: right? And so you probably weren't used to having difficult conversations or conversation at all with the other person, and so like you probably had to of course. Where I think now it feels a lot colder, and if you've been having in-person conversations with the person the whole time, exactly. And now you send the text. It's it's a huge leap back.
1: That's what I mean, yes, absolutely. Okay, got it. Um, and so these letters were to be tailored to the the sides of relationship so in this I'm going to say men and women because in Victorian era this is how people would have had their relationship um, women were told that the letter shouldn't even contain the reason why they're breaking off the engagement at all um, it should only allude to it being of their own sweet will so kind of like it's not you it's me I don't really wanna be married to you, like this kind of thing. There's but nothing I have to
0: imagine that it's something about like no one's making me do this. Like Sure. It's not that my parents hate you or that I found someone else. Exactly. It's like I've made this decision. It's
1: not you, it's me, right? It's not I mean, anything else. It's it me. is
0: them. You ah. know. But
1: but hey, they sometimes. were encouraged not to say that.
0: Yes, because I think in any era, no matter how far we come It's never okay to look at someone and go, hey, we're breaking up because of you. (laughs) Well. What? Wait, hold on.
1: When men broke off the engagement and wrote this letter, they were supposed to present strong reasons for the breaking off of the engagement. Um, And this is because uh, Victorian etiquette claims that men could do a lot more damage to a woman's reputation than a woman could do to men. Hmm. So women deserved this explanation. Like the reason why I'm ruining your reputation is because our families don't agree. You don't have enough money. You are you're in the wrong social circle,
0: like all of those things. Right. So that way you could hypothetically explain it in such a way that like society wouldn't be like oh it's because she's you know not great it's because the circumstances the circumstances the circumstances made it not
1: where i mean i guess i also suppose you could be like you're not attractive (laughs) i'm not Uh, attracted to you i have to (laughs) imagine that
0: if the dude wrote that like everybody would be like hey (laughs) i don't like this guy anymore I mean, listen. Maybe I'm just hoping that was the case, but like, you would think decorum was like—I mean—to come up with a good reason and not just like because I don't like you anymore, right? You know.
1: Well, this letter that we've, we're talking about here, um, the manuals often instructed that the returning letter should be a calm have a calm tone and try not to change the decision of the of the huh. ex-fiancé uh but um <laughs> guess what nobody did nobody that nobody did that nobody did that because he's
0: going to be like well what are you going to do all right jerry sounds there, good there there
1: was lots of pleading going on um and another part of this kind of Back and forth was the exchanging and returning of gifts given. Huh, okay. And I think that this is where our modern engagement ring comes into play. But in the Victorian era, when you were courting someone, you would often give them gifts to show your you know, affections. Yeah. Right. Um, and these gifts had to be meaningful but not too meaningful expensive but not too expensive like it was this tight type rope that you were walking because should you break up you had to return these gifts and so
0: like how did you do that if it's like food? If it's like, hey, I got you a sandwich. Well, Now return my sandwich. You no. wouldn't. You you wouldn't. They didn't do like chocolates and candy and stuff?
1: I mean, I'm certain that they did, but you couldn't return that stuff. The things that people really wanted back were the really intimate things like photos, love letters, mm. locks of hair.
0: Yeah. Albums. T-shirts they left <laughs> over at their place. That's my favorite T-shirt, Denise. Yeah. Bring it back. I got that at the Styx concert. Um, and so at this
1: point, if you had an engagement ring, this is one of the things you absolutely had to give it back to the person who bought it. okay, or gave it to you. Um, really, the only exception for that was if the engagement ring was an heirloom from the wife's side, then the white the bride but they kept it yeah kept it Obs. yeah right so it's but obvs. other than that had to give it back no matter who broke off the engagement
0: okay Interesting. um Because that is the thing now that i think is always kind of uh up in the air whenever there's a broken engagement of like should yeah. i ask for it back
1: yeah and we'll i'll get to that um but this whole giving back of gifts was so scandalous to these victorians that uh Manuals, These same manuals that I'm talking about.
0: They said, do it at night.
1: Such as Gems of Deportment, which was written in
0: 1881. Did it say do it at night? No. Oh, okay.
1: They instructed ladies to only accept impersonable things like flowers and books so that they would be spared the regret of having to give them back if the engagement was broken.
0: Oh, so like don't accept something that you'll be really excited to get. Yeah. Oh, harden your heart. Oh, I no. know.
1: Um, so that's the thing between the two people, but there's actually a third person involved in the whole engagement breakup. Is it me? No. Okay. That's the mother of the bride to the no longer bride.
0: Yes. Why?
1: Uh, She was the one in charge of breaking the news to friends and family that it was off. Oh. Yeah. This kind of comes back today, too. Um, Why
0: was that? Was that just to make sure that no young people rushed into anything? Well, no. Or rushed out of anything, I guess?
1: I It, it was because the whole breaking off of engagement was considered... Too much for the actual people involved, like their their sensibilities, uh, right? Uh-huh. Uh, too much for them to really handle. Oh, like so they th-
0: have to go into mourning and now sure, kind of that something kind of, like know, that. Someone else breaks the news.
1: They were, these Victorians were regarded as highly sensitive creatures, right? So if you if you broke off the engagement and then you had to talk about it with all your family and your friends, oh boy. That could be really rough on you. So someone else was expected to do it.
0: Not not an enviable position.
1: No. no. Huh?
0: Especially, I bet there was a lot in history of like, if it was the the bride-to-be's decision to break it off, mm-hmm. and then her mom had to tell people that there was a lot of strife there. Like, no, you call them. Ah, I don't have to, mother. Look at this book.
1: <laughs> See where it says? Ah, oh, you got me okay so that's the victorian era let's talk a little bit about today
0: well before we do i want to real quick remind everybody that it's the max fund drive now i mentioned this earlier in the show but what does it really mean to be donor supported what does it mean for us to make money uh from the max fund drive well for example one of the things we've been able to do is to uh hire somebody to help us do research to make sure that we have everything in order Um, Because here's the thing. You know, life gets in the way. We have a two year old. We do tours. We go to conventions, got business trips, but we don't want to miss episodes because we know that they matter to you. And so we are able now to have somebody help us with that research so we don't have to miss episodes.
1: And And anybody can do a Google search. That's not what we're saying. A research assistant really helps to cross reference things find actual places where they're printed not just somebody's blog that says blah 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 Um, it takes a lot of time to do really good research
0: and if you want to see another like leap go back and listen to like well don't listen too much because they're garbage but like (laughs) the first 10 episodes of my brother my brother and me listen to that audio quality And we have been like fighting uphill since then to get the best equipment we can so that it is pleasing to your ears. And that is because we know these shows matter to you because every year you come out and support our shows through the Maximum Fun Drive. And not only that, your support allows us to improve the quality of the shows directly. And I I will say it's an exciting time one because everybody likes doing a drive with like a goal and stuff. But more than that, I love this time of year because you all take to Twitter and other social medias and stuff to talk about how important these shows are to you, and that means the world to me. You know, right now we're sitting in our house, uh, sitting in comfortable chairs, recording in an empty room, more or less. And, you know, we grew up, both Teresa and I and in our adult lives, doing theater. And, you know, when you stand in front of a crowd and, you know, at the end of the for you're like, ah, what I did mattered to these people. And sometimes it can be easy to forget that when you're just like talking to a microphone and then sending it out through a computer. So seeing people say like, "Hey, I donated because I love Shreners and I love my brother, my brother and me and I love the adventure, That means so much to us. But
1: you know what also means a lot to me when people show their support even though they can't monetarily Correct. join us during Max Fund Drive, if you if you find that you are unable To make a monetary donation And we've all been there And we've all been there That's okay But you know what we would love We would love if you would get the word out Tell people Tweet at people You know Put it on your social media That these are shows that you love And if you love something You show support
0: If you love something Don't set it free Hold it (laughs) very tight Hold it closely Hold it so tight But here's the good news Well I, I guess even better news Let me sweeten the pot not only do you get our gratitude, you also get some rewards. Let me tell you about those rewards. For $5 a month, and frankly, I—I I, this is one of my favorite levels because I think it's an absolute steal. And I know that that's a thing that like everybody on like QVC and NPR and all those three-letter names say. <laughs> but for f- just $5 a month, you get over 200 hours of bonus content that you're not going to hear or see anywhere else. We have some video stuff uh, from, like, My Brother, My Brother and Me live shows that you're not going to see, like, early live shows you're not going to see anywhere else. And, like, we did, like, some riffing over some, like, educational videos from, like, you know, the 30s and 40s you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, on, and then we also have this year uh, and a couple years ago, our wives, Teresa, Sydney, and Rachel, recorded episodes of "My Sister-in-Law, and My Sister-in-Law and Me," uh, which are so much funnier.
1: Which than- I affectionately call "Muslims Land." Yes,
0: and they're so much funnier than our actual shows. Uh, and then also this year, for my brother, my brother and me, we recorded an audio commentary track for episode three of our TV show. Uh, For the Adventure Zone, we recorded uh, Honey Heist this year in which Dad, Griffin, and Justin play bears trying to rob a a honey convention, and I DMed that one. Um, Lots of great stuff, but for Schmanners this year, we did an episode all about superstitions. Uh, We did an episode in the past all about farting. It was Lepetamine, right? Lepetamine, The fartist. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, let's see. So, that's for five dollars a month. For ten dollars a month, you get your choice of a beautiful enamel pin designed by Megan Cott. Um, our pin this year is a really cool, like RSVP with like you know the no slash through it, the circle and the slash. That it was Teresa's idea, and it's really great. Um, and there's lots of other ones, too. I don't know why you wouldn't want a Schmanners pin, but there's a pin for other shows, too, or whatever. Um, then for $20 a month, you get the pin, you get the bonus content, and you get a really cool puzzle uh, with the design that's based off of the view from the Max Fun HQ. For $30, $35 a month, you get the puzzle, you get the pin, you get the bonus content, but you also get this really cool glass mug that's engraved with the Rocket logo of Max Fun. Uh, and then there's a $50 level and a $100 level and a $200 level. And we know that those are getting pretty up there for a monthly payment. But, you know, just consider going and doing whatever you can and becoming a donor. Oh, and one last thing I want to say before we get back to it. The way that it works is when you go in, uh, a portion of the money you donate every month goes to Max Fund to keep the lights on. It's about like a quarter of your money. But the rest of it goes directly to the shows that you listen to. So when you donate, you're asked which shows you actually listen to. You select those, and that's where your money goes. So if you would like to consider becoming a donor, go to maximumfun.org forward slash donate uh, do it now. Don't you know? Don't think too much about it. Well, do think about it, but don't <laughs> wait. I mean, because you might forget. So do it now. Be part of the magic. Maximumfun.org forward slash donate. So let's talk about today.
1: All right. Uh, so the rules today are, are a lot more flexible. First of all, when you break an engagement, you do not have to tell anybody other than your partner, your former partner, why. Um, it's not expected that there be long explanations. And frankly, it's n- nobody's business. Yeah. You know, you don't have to let the community know why you decided to break it off. And I think that that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Um, and it's not always required that the bride give the ring back. Here's the thing. Uh, the only personal reasons that a bride would be inclined to give a ring back was if the bride broke the engagement and the ring is not from her side. Right. Or An heirloom. Uh, if the groom broke the engagement and the ring is an heirloom from his family's side. Um, or get this when legal statutes dictate that the ring be returned huh so um here's the thing the legal system is involved in many states and there are laws in place that dictate if you n- what are the conditions for either keeping or giving the ring back because um the law has gotten involved in the way of this is a contract between two people. And we talked about that earlier. Um, But when there is dispute, the ring is given as, is presented as a, as a, uh, like a start of the relationship in good faith.
0: Yeah. I bet there's a lot in those like legal statutes that are like, How much money has been spent to like put down payments on stuff, like what you know, that kind of thing? I mean,
1: if you're if it comes to this point and you do require legal services, there just has to be some kind of statute in place Mm. for dividing up assets, right? Yeah, um, so like you said, down payments, cars. Um, rental agreements and this ring usually factors into those. I
0: also bet it gets a lot trickier now because, like, we lived together before we got married. You know, we were sharing a lot of income to pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I bet it gets a lot harder these days for someone to say like, "I paid for that ring." And it's like, well, but I was paying for everything. while you saved for that ring, like, and
1: I'm, you gave it to me.
0: Right. I bet right? that there. I bet it's a lot harder for someone to claim like. I own that ring. And it's like, what are you talking about? We both own the couch. You don't just own this ring. It gets so tricky.
1: it really varies by state. So the state, these are, this is a list of states where no matter what, if you don't get married, you have to give the ring back. This is within the, the court system. Um, it's Florida, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin.
0: That's more than I thought it would be.
1: But there are 50 of them. That, so. Yes, <laughs> I did
0: know that yesterday. So I was aware that there were 50 states.
1: So there's a kind of middle ground. all
0: nifty. Go on.
1: Thanks. There's a kind of middle ground that happens when the states have decided that there is an implied conditional gift, right? Okay. Um, which means that if the groom breaks off the engagement, the ring is now the bride's legal part- property. But if she breaks it off, she has to give the ring back. Okay? Yes. And those states are California, Texas, and Washington. Got it. Um, and then there's, there's a third All option. All of these laws,
0: by the way need to be updated to be like the party who the yeah part, of, of course he and she you know yeah. listen
1: they definitely do um but here's the thing a lot of states don't actually have special laws it's up to the judge that oversees the case um and you can be and like Some of these laws can even be so small that they vary county by county within a state that doesn't have a a supremely reigning uh, law. But there is one place, one state that has specifically mentioned.
0: Can I guess? Okay. Nevada. No. Ah.
1: Close. Um, The law says that whether or not the bride broke off the engagement legally it is her business whether or not she gives the ring back
0: okay what state
1: montana oh yeah i
0: would have guessed nevada because all the marriages because all
1: the marriages i i guess not huh this is the one on the books that says bride gets to do what they want with it okay
0: okay montana all right
1: yeah um, so for those other states that don't have specific laws, here are the things that the u s. courts usually consider. Was the ring given as a gift? For example, was it included in Christmas uh, like
0: celebrations? Huh. Okay. was
1: it included in a birthday celebration?
0: So if you propose like at Christmas, it's trickier.
1: It gets trickier. Yeah. okay. Um, how was the ring presented? Um, Was Was it it
0: in a cupcake?
1: (laughs) Was it given, was it part of a display of other gifts? Um, Was it as part of a celebration? Like all these things really kind of go into it. And how was the ring received? Meaning like what did the person who got the ring experience in that time? Was it part of like a whole big thing Or did
0: you kind of flip it to him like a quarter?
1: No, 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 no. Was it a surprise? Was it um, something that they picked out together? You know, all of these Uh, things. okay,
0: yeah. Where I could see, like, if you picked it out together, that's very different from, like, I bought this for you and I'm giving it to you. Yes, yes.
1: Um, So normally, this usually shakes out that engagement rings are seen as gifts. Um, and so it winds up that the recipient of the ring is allowed to keep it if there aren't over overarching laws that per, that keep them from doing it. You know,
0: I think that that makes sense. Let me. I will throw a caveat on here to say, of course, I don't mean this in every case, right? Because of course there are special cases and everything. Mm-hmm. But there is something about giving jewelry, a ring to your partner, um, and and it being like and you get to keep this as long as you're mine, that is weird.
1: I you think know so, I mean? too.
0: That, like, it seems like it needs to be a gift. Like I said, in most cases, it needs to be a gift, or else it gets into some weird territory for me of, like, oh, well, if we're not together anymore, then you don't get to keep... Like, then again, I say that. I don't know how I would feel if I was in that circumstance. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know.
1: Um, this all, you know, comes to say that no one is going to like hunt you down and say you guys have to legally figure out what it is you're going to do with this stuff because you don't, it doesn't go to court unless you unless take it there. Unless someone taking it to court.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah. in any of these places, if you if the two parties like solve it by themselves, you can do whatever you decide to do with all of the stuff, including the ring. You know?
0: Yeah. Hey, do you want to answer some questions? Sure. Okay. We got lots of them, which will surprise no one on this episode. Uh, This is from Keen. How do you deal with the aftermath of breakups when you and your ex are in the physical space, uh, in the same physical space or social sphere?
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Starting off with a toughie.
1: Yeah. Right out the bat. Um. So I think that it is important to for for one of the people to vacate the shared space for a little while. Oh, I Doesn't think have it to depends, be permanently. I think
0: it depends on how shared the space is because specifically in this question it says school campus like No. No. But I think if if it's like for example, if I break up with person a right and person a and i always sit at the same like lunch table i think it's my responsibility to like give them some space yeah you know what i mean like i wouldn't sit back down with them the next day give them some space but i think if you're both at school together you there's this uh thing in theater that's like public isolation i think that's the what is called of like how to be alone in public basically if you've ever seen a kid and like a speech and debate tournament like practicing against a wall it's kind of that Um, where I think you can both be even in the same room and not be in the same space with each other if that makes any sense like if you both make the decision of like cool we're not talking right now You can even be in the same class and have it not be a thing.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing with the social circles, right? I never advocate splitting up your friends between the two of you. You can split up time spent with those friends, though. You can keep all your friends and go to brunch with them this week. And next week, your ex can go to brunch with them. Like, I think that that... You, you don't have to break up with all of your friends just because you've broken up with your partner.
0: When it comes down to it, when you are giving someone space or time or giving yourself space or time, really what you're doing is giving that person, be it yourself or them, a chance to recontextualize the other person. Right. Because if you break up with someone and then you see them, you have been thinking about them in a certain way for a certain amount of time that that's why it's kind of hard to see them right because you're like oh every way i know of how to interact with this person i have to change right Mm -hmm. because now and even when people want to be friends even like it can be hard to reset that behavior
1: yeah because you've formed a habit around this person
0: right and so really what you're doing is you're giving them a chance to both recontextualize that but also process their feelings yeah you know if if someone's really upset because of the breakup and then they see you the next day that's a lot to deal you need to give people time to heal you know it's like if you broke a bone right you would need to rest you wouldn't be back out there on the field playing football again the next day you would take time off so that the bone could heal i think it's the same way psychologically absolutely uh this next question is from maris Is breaking up over text okay if you ask the person whether or not they're okay with doing it over text? So I guess that would be like you saying like, hey, we need to have a conversation. Is it okay if we do it over text? I doubt you would be like, hey, I'm about to break up with you. Is it cool if I do it over text? (laughs) Um,
1: I think that this goes back to what we were talking about with the letters. If text was your main form of communication before the breakup or before you before the breakup commences. Mm -hmm. I think that that's okay because if you're not used to having a face-to-face conversation with someone, why would you have to do it just to break up with them? Yeah. Um, But uh, this kind of, can I ask them to have this conversation? um, This is
0: something I run into a lot because it's tricky to ask like, to have an important conversation and give someone the opportunity to say, no, because it's like, if you say to me, like, I have something I need to talk to you about, like, of course I want to know what it is. Like, you want to tell, I want you to tell me. So even if I don't really want you to tell me through the medium you're using, I would say if you, I would say it would be better in that circumstance to send it in an email, right? Like, type out your whole feelings about everything and say, the thing is, Marist. um, one I would say that a big factor here would be how much like how, what kind of relationship are you actually in like if you've been on three or four dates with someone breaking it off via text message I think is fine
1: because because the investment is low correct? and we consider text messaging to also be a low stakes investment.
0: But I also think that when it comes down to it, what you're really talking about is the difference between practicality and idealism, right? In an ideal world, you would sit down and explain it face-to-face with the person or whatever. But if you need to use text, if you need to use an email, if you need to send a letter and that's what you need to do, like... I know that I have a lot of trouble confronting people, right? And so, like, in the past when I've needed to, like, ask for a raise or do something like that, I, I could express myself better and actually do it via, like, sending a letter or an email where I couldn't face-to-face. Right. You know, so I would say, like, really what it comes down to is examining your own motivations and why you're deciding to use the method you're using, and if it's the right method for the situation, I think it's okay. All right. I I apparently have very strong feelings about it. Apparently, you do. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, This is from Tate. What's the best way to respond when someone's sad over a breakup from a relationship that was bad for them?
1: I think that you can... um, You can help to comfort a person without condoning the entire situation yeah I think so too um I would recommend that you probably wait wait a little bit give them some space before you begin to say well they weren't really very good for
0: you yeah. anyway
1: that kind of stuff that we want to comfort we don't want to escalate anything and y- <laughs> you also
0: don't want to invalidate because right. someone can both be sad over a breakup and the relationship be bad. Like those two things aren't mutually exclusive because really th- th- someone's experience, you know, I- I- is like they might, you know, miss the comfort of having someone or whatever. And so I think the comforting would come in. is like, I, you know, I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm here for you. Rather than saying something like, don't be sad. This is great. Like, right. Don't invalidate their feelings. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Um This is from at Project Aeolus. Um is it better in the long run to try to be friends uh, friends after a breakup or to cut off the relationship completely?
1: Again, this is a highly personal situation. I have had breakups where it's taken a long time to be able to be friends or even just think of that person as a friend and other breakups where it was it was nearly instantaneous. Yeah. Um, it, it really depends on the situation, but I do think it has to be mutual. Um, if you find that you are ready to be friends and the ex isn't, you have to respect that. Um, it brings to mind... Uh, An episode episode of Pox and Rick Uh Where Leslie and Ben are broken up
0: And it's one of the many episodes where they're dealing with the fact that they can't be friends Where they're
1: dealing with the fact that it's just too hard for them to be friends again without being more than friends, for Ben especially. But Leslie is always pushing and pushing. She wants to hang out with Ben all the time. And this is a really tough thing in their relationship for several episodes. So it has to be mutual.
0: The thing is, is a lot of that can be... I'm not saying this is always the case. But sometimes the motivation for people wanting to be friends with their exes is like if you break up with someone... It's really tempting to want to be friends with them to know that it's okay that they're not mad at you mm-hmm. to know that you're not a bad person because you're still like they still like you. that's something for me a lot that like i I will have any kind of conversation or tough conversation with someone and then immediately want some kind of validation from them that they still like me right and and I think that like we were talking about with giving space, that can be really unhealthy for the other person mm-hmm. of like. That just isn't how it always works, you know?
1: And especially if there are still romantic feelings on one side instead of the other, you really need to wait those out and, you know, be able to, to sort through those feelings before friendship can happen. And when you break up with someone, you give them autonomy over their own timeline yes you have no no way to say you have to be okay with this right now that is not the way this works
0: i also think you know like i mentioned earlier the recontextualizing of like if you're hoping to be friends with an ex rather than like if you guys used to hang out for hours and hours and hours this time just ask them to grab coffee in a public place you know hang out for like 20 30 minutes Something and,
1: very low stakes. Right.
0: And then do that again sometimes later. But you can't be like, I want to get back to where we were, but just as friends. And say, like, and No, you need to set up new processes and new procedures when you hang out with each other. Um, uh, you know what? Before We have lots more questions, and we'll do them. But first, Teresa, can you tell me what's so special about MaximumFun.org?
1: Well, I think that the most special thing that happens is when people who love podcasts get together, they create a kind of like family atmosphere and Max Fun really does this very very well. Um people come together over their mutual love of these shows and they show their support, they support each other, they find new shows that they like. This Max Fun fam that we've created is something that is just an awesome thing to join. And the way that you join is you love Max Fun podcasts. Step 1. Step 1. Step 2 is you show your support by pledging a small donation every month
0: yeah you can start as low as five dollars a month which is like like one third of a movie ticket or one coffee drink a month um, and, and in doing so you get all kinds of bonus content and positive feelings and it's great there's other levels too you can go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate and check those out um, and you know what it would just be great. We sure would appreciate it. Maximumfun.org forward slash donate. Uh, but I also wanted to tell everyone about Max Fun Meetup Day. So if you go to maximumfun.org forward slash meetups twenty nineteen, you can see a list of meetups all over the place. There's some in let's see, there's some in Canada, one in British Columbia, Ontario, Quebec, uh, there's one in Denmark, England, all over the place, and a bunch in the United States, including uh my Uh, and Teresa's home city of Cincinnati. That's going to be on Tuesday uh, at The Rook. Uh, Let's see, Tuesday the 23rd. Yes, Tuesday the 26th at 7 p.m. local time. Ours is at The Rook here in Cincinnati. It's like a board game bar. I'm going to be there. So if you want to come and say hi to me and see some other Max Funsters, uh, do that. Uh, Like I said, MaximumFun.org forward slash meetups with an S 2019. Um, and one last time I just wanted to say, well it's not the last time, I'm gonna say it again at the end of the episode, but <laughs> consider going to maximumfun.org forward slash donate and becoming a donor right now. Why not this year? And you know what? Maybe you're already a donor. If so, thank you. But maybe this is the year to upgrade your donations. Maybe you got a raise, maybe you're, you know, feeling especially generous this year, maybe you started listening to more shows. Maybe Max Fun has become an even bigger part of your life. Uh, well, this is the perfect time to upgrade because when you upgrade, you get the same rewards that everyone else gets for becoming a new donor. Uh, same maximumfundorg forward slash donate. You can upgrade there. And you know what? Just as a reminder, because I always like to throw this in. It's also a great time to update your credit card information. Yes. Because, you know, credit cards expire, addresses change, stuff like that. And we forget to update it on the website and we lose some donations every year so
1: so you may already be a max uh donor and your credit card information changed and so now this is the time to update it
0: so yeah consider uh updating your stuff uh upgrading your donation uh joining maximumfund.org forward slash donate and i'll see you at the meetup and now more questions uh this is from caitlin how can you be How best can you be a supportive friend when someone you know is going through a breakup?
1: Um, I think it's just about filling the time gap. Um, when people are in a relationship, they spend a lot of time together, and so that time can feel very empty for a person. Yeah. So if you want to show your support, be there for them, be physically there. You don't even have to do anything. Don't have to say anything. Just come over and watch a movie with them. Just be there. You know, be physically there for them. Fill that time uh, so that they're not alone.
0: Um, if it were me, this is where we start to get into a little bit of like, Teresa and I aren't psychologists experts, aren't therapists, aren't right. trained professionals. So the advice I'm about to give is what I would do, uh, not what I'm saying you should do. But if it were me... Uh, I think that in the past, I've tried to be, like, a distracting friend. And I think I'd rather be now a friend who says, talk to me, Mm -hmm. right? Help process, help discuss. Because that's the other thing. I also used to be the friend who would say, like, here's how you should feel. Don't be down. Be like this. It's going to be okay. All that stuff. But that's me telling them how to feel rather than letting them tell me how they feel and what they need. Um, let your friend tell you what they need, basically. You know, say, hey, what can I do for you? I'm here. Do you just want to, like, watch a movie? Cool, I'm here for that. Instead of saying, I know what you need. I'm going to take you to this place, and I'm going to tell you how to feel. Instead, let them tell you what they need. That's, Love it. That's what I would do. This is from Brandon. How do I tell a person I'm not in a position in my life today without it sounding like a cop-out?
1: Um, I think it's about... The way that you say it, the presentation, the um, and and the way that you focus on the I statements, right? Um, I really enjoy this new business, the time I spend with my new business right now, and I can't make a commitment to anything else or or making it so that you can talk about the things that are occupying the time so that you don't feel like well you're it's just not the right time maybe come back later sometimes that's not what you mean
0: yeah that what- that's a thing of like that you know I just don't know if right now instead say like this isn't what I want because here's the thing once again I think that what you're looking for whenever you, on on some level, and maybe this is just me, but I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. On some level, when you are explaining your reasons for breaking up with someone, what you really deep down hope they'll say is like, yeah, that totally makes sense. You're a great person. And like, that's not always going to happen. You know what I mean? So like, you're not always going to be, be able to explain it in such a way. So instead, I think it's better just to be honest and direct um, while still like managing someone's feelings you know keeping that in mind but i think human beings have a tendency to like hedge their explanations to make it sound not so serious and not so blunt and say like and you know what maybe nope don't don't do that say like i there is no place in my life right now i am not a place in my life i just this isn't right you know like it wouldn't be right for you and I can't put you first, that kind of thing. Okay. Rather than saying like, and you know, if we see each other again, maybe who knows? Blah blah. What blah. was
1: that movie that you love with the book and the writing? Uh, John Cusack thing?
0: Huh. Um. That movie with the <laughs> serendipity. Yes, Serendip- I wouldn't say I love serendipity. <laughs> I would say I love. You that. would
1: say you love. it. No,
0: I, I would say there was a time in my life where I needed romantic comedies because I, <laughs> I didn't have you and I needed to fill the... <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm fine. Um uh this question is from uh Nush. Is there a way to break off a of friendship?
1: There is. Um
0: change your name. Just, no.
1: No. Uh but you need to you need to be prepared for several friendships to end if this is what you want.
0: I think it's so much trickier to end a friendship than like a dating romantic relationship. Yes. Because a romantic relationship can often be like yes or no, right? Like not saying all the time, but most of the time if you're thinking about it in terms of like either we are together or or we we are are not. not. Where friendship can be so much more, there's so many more like levels to it. Um And like, for example, I would never advocate for like ghosting out of like a romantic relationship. But there are certain levels of friendship where I would say like, you know, just stop making plans with that person. It's fine. Uh,
1: right. If it's a if it's a very casual friendship. Right. um, I don't think that and you're doing a lot of the let's get togethering. Yeah. If you just stop including them in the let's get together, then you effectively can end that relationship.
0: Right. And like I said, not in every level, but right. if it's like, a, a Oh, I keep seeing thing. them at this thing. Like, okay, well don't see them at that thing, you know? Yeah. Like-
1: um, but if it's a, if it's a really personal relationship that you have with someone, I think that it, you really do have to treat it like a breakup and say, I, I cannot handle this relationship as it stands anymore. I need to not see you. I need us to uh, find other places, other people to be around. And you need to be prepared to let go of maybe a couple other friendships in that friendship circle because you can't force someone to be your friend. And if you break up with one of your friends, your other friends might not want to break up with them. So they will continue to invite them to things or, you know, hang out with them at different points. And if you do not want to be with that person, you won't be able to go to those things.
0: Um, And I, I would also, once again, not negating anyone's feelings. If you need to stop spending time with someone, I trust your judgment on that. But I also think it's very important in any relationship, be it romantic, be it familial, be it friendship, whatever, um, communication is very important and like is there something that this person is doing that they could maybe stop doing if you communicated to them like I one of my best friends who I, I love so much my friend Bradbury like one day said like hey and this is when I was like 23 24 he was like your first impulse when you meet someone is to kind of like make jokes about them and like kind of pick on one a little bit and I know you're trying to be friendly but it makes you seem like a jerk and like it changed my behavior right because like here is this thing that people like i didn't want people to think i was a jerk i had no idea i thought we were all just like you know playfully ribbing each other and 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 it opened my eyes and i've been working since then to change that behavior and i'm not saying that it's anybody's responsibility to like take on the emotional labor of fixing someone but if the relationship is worth it to you Maybe consider saying something before you don't... That also then provides of like, hey, I've talked to you about this before and it hasn't changed. I just think we need to spend some time apart, you know? Yep. Um, this is from uh, Big Duck Energy. which is Such, so good. Um, how do you handle things when the breakup was between two people you are friends with?
1: I think that we're, we're coming around full circle here. Um, I think that it may be time it it, the best thing that I would want would be to spend time with them separately um and if you don't want to take sides spend time with each of them separately really let them know that um you're still friends even though things didn't work out and um i mean you might have to see movies twice who knows And, and i
0: also think it's tricky in this situation because it's so easy when you're mutual to become a sounding board of like and another thing about that person because you both know them mm-hmm. and i think in that circumstance to say something like i don't want to make our time together about them i want to make it about us tell me what you need how are you right. like don't 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 let them position you in between. If you want to spend time with these people and if they can't not do that, I also think it's okay to say like, listen, I love both of you. You are both my friends. If I can't be friends with both of you, then I need to step away until you're ready like for me to be friends with both of you. Yeah. Don't don't let them make you take a side. That's unfair to you. Agreed. Uh, one last question here. This is from Allie. How long after someone's breakup, should you wait to ask them out?
1: Hmm. I don't know if it has to do with really a time thing. I think you have to send, you have to find out if they are ready to move on. Um, Like you said, Travis, the the idea of like recontextualizing mm-hmm. um, how you feel around people has to do with also recontextualizing recontextualizing how you feel about romantic relationships yeah
0: i i also think it's very important that you don't do this don't become friends and comfort that person with the intention of i'm gonna make them fall in love with me now that they're single that's bad i think if you want to date this person and you, especially if you already have some kind of relationship with them, I think it is okay to make your intention known and say, I don't wanna step on any toes and I don't wanna rush you into anything that you're not ready for, but I would like to ask you out when you are ready, right? And then they know how you feel and if they are interested and if they are ready, they will let you know. But I think doing the like, I'm gonna get close to them and then wait for my opportunity to strike, No, 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 no. That's bad. That's because then you're...
1: That feels like a romantic comedy, doesn't it?
0: Right, but it's that false pretenses. No, 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 no. And listen, I say this because younger Travis totally would have done it. But as I've mentioned previously in this episode, younger Travis, kind of a jerk. So (laughs) don't do it. You know, I think this is one of those things of like rather than... Because that's another... You know, we talk about romantic comedy, like the signal you'll know. No, 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 no. doesn't exist. Communication. Say like, hey, I know you're going through a breakup right now, and I don't want to rush you, but I feel I have feelings for you, and I would like to ask you out, when, and I'm here when you're ready. That's it. And then don't keep pressuring them. No pressure in general. Pressure is bad. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Um, we mentioned at the beginning, research person. We want to say a special thank you to Alex. Uh, who helped us research this episode. We want to you, say a special thank you to all of our donors, all Max Fund donors, whether you support Schmainers or not. But I have to assume, if you're hearing my voice right now, <laughs> hopefully... You are both. You are a donor who supports Max. You get it,
1: or uh, you soon will be,
0: or you soon will be by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. And I want to remind you again that our sister show Sawbones is doing an episode about heart uh, broken heart disease, uh, which is an excellent pairing. It's this is the dark chocolate and red wine pairing of <laughs> Max Fun Drive. So make sure you go check that out. Um. Thank you. I don't know. What else do we say?
1: We always thank Brent, Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We like to thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. You can find us on Twitter, at SchmannersCast. Um, we like to thank Keely Weiss Photography for taking a beautiful photograph of us that we use as the cover for our fan run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Go ahead and join that group if you like to give and get excellent advice from other Schmannerly listeners.
0: Uh, and I think we're gonna that's gonna do it for us. Uh maximumfun.org forward slash donate. And ooh, join us again next time. <laughs> no
1: RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Schmanners Schmanners, get it.